On this week's episode of Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap week 14 of the 2021 NFL season. Then we go into our segments, Performance of the Week, Nathan Peterman Award, Stock Up, Stock Down, and Preview Week 15. And end things as always, our two-minute drill with a new little twist this week. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's remote episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Ohm. Kevin, how are we doing? Uh, I'm pretty upset with you. What? Why? <laughs> because last week, uh, you'll remember that we had a in-depth discussion about airflow, and you were very anti-wind, and I was very pro wind. Yeah. Are you blaming here this we possible are tornado in Minnesota in December on recording me? remotely because <laughs> the wrath of God has been brought down on the Minneapolis metro area, and I can't help yeah. but feel like it's your fault. Maybe it might be my fault. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it's that. Uncanny. One. I'll that. Yeah. Well. All right. Fair enough. Anti wind, um, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> we uh, we're we're here. We're trying it out. We're usually we do these remote recordings via Skype, but we tried out Streamyard last week with our interview with Dustin Baker, um, as well as our actual episode. And so far, we enjoyed a lot. And so we're gonna keep doing it. And we can actually this is our first remote one where I can see your face. Yeah, uh, you can like also it. see you can also see producer Jake on here. Um, so he is joining us remotely as well. It's always um, a good idea to move away from technology that has been discontinued, like Skype. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I felt like we were on borrowed time with that one. Yeah, um, I will. I want to point out the bedrooms that we're in. Jake's yours looks a lot more like a dude lives in there than, than say maybe me and Kevin or the rooms that we're in. Uh, so yeah, I am uh, you know still living with my parents. You know, COVID mm-hmm. and everything. Um, I have a very nice. You can see deer picture it's got a deer oh yeah um, nice. that is not centered to my it's bed got wildlife <laughs> yeah it's kind of bothering so, me <laughs> so i was gonna say someone is definitely gonna comment on that but yeah you know i'm not much of a decorator yeah that's, well, that's it, fair. we got that's a man fair. card situation with the two of us here so i think you're still <laughs> the best off of the three of us yeah so like yeah you know is what it is um all right well there wasn't a whole lot of breaking news other than just Everyone getting COVID, especially on the Browns. Uh, so, I mean, Demarius Thomas died, which is well, very sad. Yeah, I, I understand. That's not really like, like NFL impacting no, news. No, that's, that's like, sad. it is sad. Like, because he, he died so young at 33. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really, un, like, great for the Broncos. He was a big guy and or a big, big time receiver. Probably Peyton's number one receiver. He, he was also Peyton a big guy. Yeah, Um, that that was extremely sad. I'm not sure. I haven't looked up any of the um, cause of it. I I I heard something about there was a there was a car accident prior and he kind of had some seizures from that. I think it was it was stuff stemming from that. So, yeah, very sad. Lots of current players reaching out and, you know, expressing condolences and stuff like that. Just a huge bummer. Yeah. And so that that happened uh, last week. Um, kind of going into the weekend and then obviously then lately COVID has been 
running rampant in the NFL right now where people Yeah, are guess who's back? Uh who? Well, no, it's COVID. Oh, oh, that's who's back. <laughs> I thought you meant like a specific player. I was like, I don't remember anyone on the Packers being out with COVID. But yeah, I hijacked the COVID discussion and just guess who's back, by the way. <laughs> I was like, uh, is Bakhtiari practicing finally? I don't I don't know. No, nope. did, did Jair did Jair play? No. Okay. I didn't think yeah. so. I, I was looking I I watched, I was just like, I didn't see him out there, and so I don't know. Um, no, no, we still got a couple guys, but yeah, the league in general um, seems like I think they put like 37 guys on the COVID list on Monday this week. It was, yeah, it's a lot. So yeah, it's like going to be look, impactful. If you pull up the Browns depth chart, you can just see the like it's just littered with red O's for out. And, and they were COVID. they were one of the teams that had the worst COVID experience last year, too. Yeah, like they had yeah, that one game. Coach. Yeah, with like no one available at wide receiver and they're having kind of a similar thing now. It's well, yeah, they weird. had their head coach out in the playoffs. For, it didn't matter. Yeah, but kicked that, I mean, Stefanski stinks because they won that and they <laughs> lost the next week. So that's yeah. all the proof yeah, that they I need. lost to the, the, you know, conference champion and the defending champs. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's get into end of the week here. So obviously we can start Vikings, on Thursday. Yeah. yeah, we start on Thursday. Uh, we had both of our teams play in primetime. We were in Thursday night. Uh, against the Steelers, we were hosting them, and I don't. Th- this expression "tale of two halves" is thrown around a lot. This was unbelievably like so true to being a tale of two halves. Uh, I, I was I, so I, close to going on Twitter, and because all you Vikings fans, when you were up big, were all tweeting out like, "Why do I still not feel safe?" And I was, I was this close to like coming out there and be like, "Shut up, you're gonna win." And then you can see why. And so I, I, I was tweeted a bunch of just like constant. I was sitting on the couch and I'm just like, after in the first half, after all these, like the sacks, the turnovers, the things going our way, I'm like, you know, their kicker Boswell, who was the most accurate kicker this year, missed a chip shot field goal. Essentially. I think it was only like 40 yards or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I just, I couldn't believe it. (laughs) And then the wheels, start to unravel and uh, we nearly nearly had a very very public league-wide or uh, you know for the whole world to see meltdown um i mean the whole world what, saw it you just yeah hold up at the and, last and, possible moment and i don't know if this is like this was definitely one of this might have been Kirk's worst game or one of his worst games. This is definitely yeah. arguably Justin Jefferson's. Like he's still, you know, seven catches, 79 yards and a touchdown, but he should have had a much bigger day. He had some drops that, yes, the pass wasn't perfect, but he catches those balls 10 out of 10 times. And he just had uncharacteristic drops and he just wasn't on the same, um, the mind, the, the wavelength as Kirk and mm-hmm. it, it is bad days. And usually when that happens, we're not winning. Thank God for Dalvin cook. Like, uh, well, I mean, and our offensive thank line God for the Steelers run defense, which I mean, I, obviously I, you know, I'm on the record. Cook is very talented and all that stuff, but Holy crap. Some of those holes he was running through were absolutely mm-hmm. massive. You could drive a truck well, and, through those and massive, massive kudos to our, our offensive line for doing that. Cause it's like, 
the Steelers do have like Cameron Hayward or Cam Hayward is still very, very good. And obviously TJ Watt went out uh, near the end of the first half, I believe with a groin injury and didn't come back after halftime. So like, that's obviously a big blow, but like they have people on their team. I don't know if it's just, just yeah, technique it just, and just, it just seemed more execution. It kind of seemed like maybe, you know, they went through a bunch of the week prepping for this game or, you know, the kind of the, the condensed preparation period you get going into a Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. And they thought that Delvin wouldn't be out there on Monday, Tuesday, like most of us thought. And then yeah. they get out there and it turns out Delvin's active and he's a much bigger problem to deal with game plan and scheme wise than, you know, Madison is. And so, they were they were real ready to try and take away like Jefferson as the only weapon, and mm-hmm. they ended up paying the price for that. Yeah, and, and it it was definitely one where like this. I feel like this game probably like perfectly encapsulates both teams and how their like their season is. Like mm-hmm. the Steelers have shown just to lay complete goose eggs, especially you know, Roethlisberger, like he, he's pretty bad in the beginning of games. And then like when the, like near the end of the third or the fourth quarter hits, he just like channels back like 10 years and just like starts he's, throwing he's balls He's like an everywhere. old lawnmower. You gotta, you gotta get him going a couple times <laughs> just, before he can really start grease the wheels. <laughs> and, and it's, it's one thing where I, I don't like, I know you were, you talked about it, how you were, like, oh my gosh, like, shut the fuck up. You're going to win. You're up 29-0. Yeah. And, like, I, I'm I'm kind of glad that, like, this game was nationally televised so they could see, like, well, it's not unjustified. Was... It's not. Like, this, yeah. this, this is like the, every the, week. The Michael Scott Pam meme where, you know, you're yelling at the Vikings, like, stop, like, having close games. Like, I'm going to have close games even harder. Like, yeah. it's just, you yeah, can't it's, stop it this perfectly like show like who we are this year. And it's like, we're good enough to, to get out to leads of 29 to zero. And we're bad enough to almost blow them. Like it, it's just, and all I can say is credit to the Steelers, especially the receivers, because in the second half, especially in that fourth quarter, they were mossing everybody. They, they were making ridiculous catches. And, yeah. and that's something like chase Claypool you know, is so frustrating as as an NFL yeah. wide receiver, like that play because that he he'll made over that. Peterson, like yeah. the one where like his legs are like going out behind him. And I mean, he like, had like jumping three over. jump ball, amazing like, wa- interfered with touchdown. in the air. Yeah, Washington's touchdown, like over. Um, I, I think it was Woods and might have been Danzler it's on al- that. It's play. always Woods. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> he's always like there, but he just can't quite. It's the, the it's the Kevin King effect. It's because he's not fast enough to actually get there, so he can diagnose the problem with his brain. I, and I'm but also he can't pretty sure make it happen. I'm also pretty sure we're two and zero now because I think Breland has two interceptions. I think it was in the the, the Panthers game and mm-hmm. then this game. We're two and zero when he gets a pick. So there's some Ooh. advanced saber metrics for him. Wow! There. And that was one where like Deontay Johnson, like I lo- I really like Deontay Johnson's game, but on that play. He just got beat on the route and he just flat up just stopped. He just like, mm. oh, all right. Well, I, and then I think that I kind of want to like expand what I said about frustrating receivers, just the Steelers receivers like Deontay Johnson dropped a touchdown in this game. And I think the Steelers still ended up getting uh, a touchdown on that drive. But I mean, mm. wide open, right in the hands. And then he'll go out and he'll make a bunch of circus catches. There's just yeah. no consistency with it. And well, like the, like the play yeah. he made going down, uh, down the field where I think it was 
uh, Chris Boyd he got down the sideline where he like yeah. he slowed up like the last second and Boyd yep. you know running stride for stride yeah, it was, runs it was a into PI him play. yeah because it's like he you know looking whatever you're gonna do it's underthrown PI which is yeah that just happens and it's really shitty it just again makes quarter is the hardest position to play outside of quarterback but mm-hmm. like it's the hardest position on defense just with all the rules against you um and he he still caught the ball it was unbelievable yeah and he he drops her a big issue last year with him and he is far and away much improved on that front and so i i'm happy with i i was terrified of going against Najee harris and while Najee had yes he ended up 20 of 94 and a touchdown that's not a bad stat line but 23 is on one run and he really wasn't doing a whole like I was expecting him to have not like a Dalvin Cook day but much closer to Dalvin Cook's day than Mm -hmm. his own day and it was something where it's infuriating as a fan because we just continue to let teams claw their way back in and it it that to me is all coaching like we're we're playing softer we're afraid of it and it's like we did whatever we wanted both sides of the ball on offense and defense in the first half why for god's who knows why are we changing that like i don't understand what's mike going zimmer on. looked so happy in the first half when he was yeah when they had the big lead As and he should. was like finally yeah i've done it i've gotten off the schneid and then it just all came crashing down right away and, and it's one of those things that like I, I know like this is kind of like a weird stat, but I did see it. And like, yes, you can nitpick it all you want. But my biggest point about this stat is just straight up coaching and how that the most crucial part, the Vikings, if we don't give up any points in the final two minutes of either half. So arguably the most crucial time in the game in the, end, the last two minutes or yeah. in, in both halves, we're undefeated. You take you you don't give up those points, and yes, you're not gonna you're gonna give up points at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, but even then, there's some middle ground you can find. Of we should not be six and seven. Had we actually well, let let me let me let me find a stat real quick. If you guys just didn't give up any points, you'd also be undefeated. Okay, but you see, that's (laughs) that's definitely not the whole point here. I'm talking about four minutes of the entire sixty, and like our head coach. Is a defensive guru. I mean, it's a it's a valid point, it's, but it's to, say, to say should defense. is the part that I think is funny. Where it's like, but you did do that. We we could be. There's a better word. Yeah. For okay. You. That like, that makes more sense. I, my my whole point is Zimmer is hired here, or his job here is to be a defensive mastermind. You know, like mm. that's what his pedigree is, and yet we give up points in the most crucial part of the game. That yeah. to me is a problem, like a big problem. And it's like, I don't know how you, you're, when you start pointing fingers at blame again, it's not an all or nothing blame pie here, but he's getting the biggest piece. Like that's he's, the biggest piece. He's getting the biggest piece. And I think you kind of mentioned at the top when we started talking about this, uh, this was Kirk cousins, worst game of the season. Yeah. I think pretty Pretty solidly. I mean, the dude got outplayed by Ben Roethlisberger. And sure, you could say that Ben didn't do anything in the first half, but if you look at the box score at the end of the game, it's not even that close. Yeah, and I will, I will say, like there, there was some plays like where he he missed Jefferson. I know he was wide open, probably, or Jefferson walks in the end zone where he kind of. Yeah, I I tweeted about that one. That was fun for me. Yeah, and and like I the interception, the first one that he threw to Jefferson yes they after replay they saw i think it was bush 
got a got his got a piece of it or whatever made it deflect a little bit but Jefferson it still hit Jefferson right in the chest and it mm-hmm. just kind of you know got tipped up in the air and like that's one where it's unfortunate and then the other one where he threw to KJ KJ just got beat off the line it was similar to uh Breland's interception on Deontay Johnson where he just beat him on the route and KJ just got completely bumped and I just that's just a difference in receiver like I, if that's Thielen running that route if that's uh you know I, I think the result's different. I don't think it's a pick. Um, it is what it is. I think that he came back where when they cut it to nine, the the ball he threw to to KJ was was a dime. I mean, that yeah, was. I, I, I have some thoughts about that play, but it is what it is. Push off. There's no extension on the arm. There was the, a big I, push oh, off. He had no, his whole arm No, there extended. is not. No, it's not. Look at back. Look at back. And I mean, it happens. It happens all the time. And it's not like the worst OPI I've ever seen. And they were letting receivers play the entire game like that. Let the boys play. I yeah, really if, don't if that's the precedent that they set, then that's what it is. Which is what they but... was. They they weren't. They were letting a lot of hand fighting happen, uh, and it definitely wasn't like all I can say is uh, Cam Sutton, the guy, the the Cameron Sutton, the defender on that play. All I think is that he saw that the Oscars are coming up and he wanted to throw his name in for a nomination. He's really working on his acting ability. That was the biggest flop in the world. He gets a little contact and he's beat. He's like, oh shit. And then like falls. Like he, he knew he was beat. He's going to just going to try to bait a call. You're also, you're also talking to someone who started Tyler Conklin in fantasy that last week. And so Watching Osborne take all of that production that, you know, Thielen (laughs) left sitting out there. It, It just, just really was grinding my gears and I, I was, I was looking for something. So like I said, I don't think it's the worst push off in the world. I, you know, if they were letting them play, then they're letting them play. And I'd rather they do that than over police, but I don't know. I I don't have anything else to really to say about this game. Do you have, do you have any other, other notes you want to share from your roller coaster? Um, No, just that like, we just constantly, just have to look at unnecessary disaster, like looming disaster. We can never have an easy win, which is just, I, I don't know. I do. Just, do you want to talk about the, the Claypool point? I feel like it's kind of been talked yeah. to death at this point. Yeah. So like, I mean, all I can say is it's like, stupid. They, yeah. Well, they had a, <laughs> they definitely could have had another play at least if he didn't do that. And his response, like, dude, you're such a clown. Now, like, now he's, like, I blaming. I will like say that the ref wasn't there and he's like, Oh, I knew where I was. He it, started getting mad at his center. It's like, it was, it was stupid and it's hard to see, but there is a teeny tiny little piece of Eric Kendricks. that just kind of gums up the works right around that area at that time. And it was you just very, trying to walk back to the huddle. You yeah, just walk him back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, yeah, I think it's, that's, that's, that's a very savvy vet move. That no, and I, and I don't actually hate that move that much by Kendrick. It's the same thing because, as defenders laying on a guy after he tackles him. Yeah. Like, that always happens. Even if it, the blame isn't a hundred percent on Claypool, it's still when, when you're in that position as Chase Claypool, the expectation is not, that you don't do something stupid. The expectation is that you Larry Fitzgerald, you yeah. hold that thing tight. You don't let anybody knock that out of your hands because you know well, that you it's just, very important. Don't place it. Just go yeah. run and place it. I don't care if you're he's like, I knew I was right by the hashes. I yeah, knew it's kind of like you, you put yourself in a position for Eric Kendricks to kind of <laughs> just like 
poke that shit a little bit nonchalantly. And, and that, and that and was after, and that was that was after like there was a big like scrum about it, like where like the linemen came running in, started bumping into defenders that were like making mm-hmm. their way through, and it became a big like clusterfuck. Which like okay, yeah. Um, what a, what a shame that was that that happened. Yeah, I, yeah. Huh. <laughs> he almost had an all-timer of a bad day, like the taunting or like the the point. Like I, I just wish it would have gone to overtime so bad. If Friermuth could have caught that that last pass at the well, end, like that would have been the two point conversion. But yeah, yeah, like, it would have been. Yeah, I I would have lost my shit. I don't know. I just I would have. I I don't know. I I can never think this team can hurt me more, and they find ways every week. It's yeah. just like I I don't know. Um. All right, let's yeah. transition to Sunday night. Yeah, go for it. For before we move on. What is your opinion on Greg Joseph? Because he he went three for four. There's a lot of Greg Joseph squad. tweets. I know. I, I yeah. personally, Honestly, I, he's 50-50 on me, but like he lo- like if you notice, he loves to hug that the upright, and it makes me so nervous. <laughs> yeah, like he, you know, like he's had a, a weird a weird year this year, I feel like. Like he is uh you know, I, I, I think he's better than a lot of Vikings fans give him credit for. Like, he just, I, I don't know. I don't have an issue with how close a kick is as long as it goes in. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, that's unbelievable. Like, that's terrible. Like, he, you know, he not right barely down the middle. Yeah, like, I don't know. It, as long as it goes in or goes through the uprights, that's all that matters to me. Like, he, I thought he had a great bounce back game. Um, You know, he the extra points are a bit of an issue. I would wish him to make more, but he's, he's missed five field goals all year. And two of those are from 50 plus the other two, uh, two more from under, over 40. And he missed obviously the short one and gets Arizona and is what it is. I just think. I feel like I without know. that Arizona kick, people are giving him a lot more slack. Yeah. Like he really yeah, like the, got off on the wrong like foot. He, he's made some big kicks and you know, he, certain games when our offense isn't going like I I'm not, I'm always going to be worried, but just that's because I'm a Vikings fan about kickers. Like I'm, I don't know. Like as long as if I did, even if I had, if, even if it was Justin Tucker coming over, like we saw what happened to Dan Bailey, he was like the second or third most accurate kicker. And we saw what happened. He had, he's not even top 10 anymore. I don't think. Zimmer and, breaks kickers. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I'm still, I'm still on the Greg Joseph train. So choo choo. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go to Sunday night. We saw the Chicago Bears yes. take on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and so, thoughts, Kevin. yeah. So the first thought from this game, it has to be the Packers special teams, which are now, I believe I saw somewhere ranked 30th in the NFL, which is out of 32 teams. And I honestly show me the two teams that are worse because I can't even fathom it getting worse than this. There are field goal missing issues, which granted didn't rear their head this week, but this week was all about kind of kick coverage and kick returning. We allowed the longest punt return for a touchdown in bears franchise history. We had a muffed, by uh, by the way, you're you're actually, you actually are last according to DVOA in special. Okay. Yeah, I so, don't know what that stat was specifically week. based off after of, but yeah, week. we should be last. Yeah. Um, we had a muffed punt that thankfully got called back on a very ticky-tacky penalty um, that would have been, I don't think it would have been a touchdown because you can't advance the muffed punt. No, you punt. can't. 
Which is the but, dumbest. You can't advance like muff punts and onside kicks, which are so dumb. Which, which, I just, is, like, the, which is the rule, but I acknowledge I know, but that it's, it's a, a not fun rule. It's like explicitly not fun. Um, but so there was the, sorry, the muff punt. Before you move on, yep. can you, like the muff punt, you do know that like early in the game, you're, you had a player. Oh yeah. Run yeah out I'm of aware. Bounds, I, 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 saw, ran, I saw the replay. Ran yeah. through the team. It's like, no, I mean. I'm not gonna sit, I'm not gonna sit here and defend so that. Bad. We had we had a guy do the thing that the Bears were then later called for, like yeah. worse than I've ever seen a gunner do that, and they didn't yeah. get called for it. And I don't, you know, we can I can acknowledge it. That's all we can do. And I think you know, to you know, kind of the the credit of the play that went the Packers' way. I mean, the guy did run out of bounds, and yeah. so there's room to make that call. Now, granted, it wasn't called consistently as evidenced by that video, but I don't know that it, it was a little borderline, but you can definitely make the argument for it there. I, I just think, yeah, you can argue that like he got as much pushed out of bounds as the Packer player did. Like it's, well, I, I, I the thing is, I don't think don't that really he got see. pushed. I think that he made a cut and I mean, ran out of bounds the, the and that's guy, what they called the, it. He, he made a cut right away, but like there, you can yeah. definitely see there's contact with the Packer player at like the sideline. So if he's, if it's yeah. right out about, I mean, it is razor yeah. thin. I, I mean, I, and so, you know, the call should have been made on that Packer guy that we're talking about from earlier in the game. It should have happened there. That's just, I mean, that's a no brainer and mm. you can, you know, it's a little murkier here, but I think you can still confidently say that that was the right call. And the way that that call works, I mean, that flag was on the ground before the ball hit Amari Rogers in his face and he dropped it on the ground like an idiot. And I'm going to kind of just take a departure here. Kevin King is my least favorite player on the Packers and he's not even being threatened right now. It's not really that close, but there's a clear second least favorite Packer. It's now Amari Rogers. And that sucks because he's a rookie. I want to be excited. I've been asking them to draft a wide receiver for forever. And granted, I wasn't asking them to draft Amari fucking Rogers, but he is at least the position that I was asking for. And he hasn't done anything. I think he's caught like one ball all year on offense. That was from Jordan love in the week one blowout in garbage time. He's muffed several punts. They, they won't take him out of that role either, which I don't like they, that whole technicality thing happened and the bears have to punt again. And I almost shit my pants when they pan over and number eight is back there to catch a goddamn punt again. I just, I, I can't wrap my head around why you're doing this. It's like they want to be bad. And you combine that with, you know, Crosby kicked a kickoff out of bounds in this game. They let up the punt return to the Bears for a touchdown, like I talked about before. They fucked up an onside kick at the end of the game that hit MBS right in his fucking hands. And, you know, the Bears recovered that one that didn't end up swinging the game. It was already too far out of hand. But it's like, these are the mistakes that you can't make in a playoff game. And, so far I have yet to see, you know, a Packer game where there aren't a couple significant special teams mistakes. And I just have this horrible feeling that that's going to be the difference. And yeah, I special teams I matter, dude. Yeah. And I don't want to start out on a bad note with this game. Cause we won, we covered, I mean, it was, you know, by all accounts, it was overall a good showing, but that is just this horrible thought in the background. That's just looming. And it's just going to, fuck us up at the most 
important time. Um, but yeah, other thoughts. I mean, the Bears got out to an early lead, and I this is going to sound douchey, but I wasn't that worried. Um, and I wasn't that I, I worried. Mean, I, I, I'd hope not. Like, <laughs> no. And I wasn't that worried partly because Bobby Quinn made a mistake. He sacked Aaron Rodgers right away and he did the belt. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't get it. They have to know by now, like these players like, are sure, not immune to this, this narrative. Right. I'm pretty sure. Like I even tweeted, I was like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, ah, shit. Like, all right, it, he, did the belt, he did the belt. Packers yeah. won. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, and, and just, he did it like big and slow and everyone was looking at him and I was like, yeah, well, that's that's that. And after he did that, you know, for the rest of the game, Rodgers, I think, had like three thirty and four touchdowns. And it just it it seems at this point like the Bears might like are they tanking? Because the, the, did Matt Nagy be like, hey, go do the belt because maybe we'll get a good draft pick next year if we just I feel like Matt Nagy is like this he's fucking gonna, game. He doesn't hear like he's the head coach, but I now feel like it's just like a front like he's just out there like he because he's just he, hanging out. I, like, what does he do? Because I know he's not his, his quote at halftime when they were winning by, I think, like four points. He was yeah. like, God, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I know. It's like Which he's just is... like a fan that like wandered his way on the field. Yeah. He's just like, oh, this is a great time. And that's it's kind like... of the difference between like a Matt Nagy and a Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer is up by like 29 points and he's he's just nervous as fuck. And oh, Matt yeah. Mike Nagy's Zimmer does not have by fun. four. No. And he's like, yeah. this is great. I think we should do this more often. <laughs> Yeah, so, I yeah. I don't know. I think like there are definitely some like pieces about the the Bears that there's some bright spots. Like Jakeem Grant is had an unbelievable day. He's fast, uh, very, very fast. fast. Um, Justin Fields has some moments where I'm like, okay, that's it's not too bad. But then again, he just has some really dumb ones he, where I he just has he has moments where I think there were his like athleticism kind of gets to shine. He gets to move around. He gets to run mm-hmm. a little bit. I haven't seen him make very many throws that he like, had. He wow. had one. He had one play. I think it was in the second half where he got out of like a big sack and was running around reversed field. Mm-hmm. And he tries to throw like a looper over, um, a, a defender that came running up to get him and he underthrew it and Jimmy Graham couldn't catch the ball. I mean, it was on, it was like on third yeah. down too, and it would have been an unbelievable play, but he, he's like, he just can't quite get it done. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, like, well, uh, and the other part about it, he threw a pick six in this game. Yeah. Uh, Rasul Douglas, <clears throat> my jerseys in the mail, uh, back to back pick sixes and back to back. So, but uh, anyway, besides that, so he threw his pick six, he threw another interception right at the end. It was kind of desperation. There mm-hmm. were at least three or four other balls that he put out there in this game that were either nearly intercepted or kind of like plays where the defender is just gunning on the route and just waiting yeah. for him to throw it. Razul Douglas almost had another one with that exact same where it seems like he's predictable as a quarterback. And that's probably yeah. something that, you know, is, is a, is a product of him being a rookie and kind of going through his reads very obviously and the bears offense not being creative, but it's, it's not good. I think that he very easily could have had three or four interceptions in this game. Yeah. And, and I think that like, there were a couple plays too, like on the flip side, like the bears defense is aging. They have some good young pieces like Jalen Johnson, I think is, I wish we took him instead of Gladney, obviously. Um, 
Jalen Johnson really, had a nice had, had a fairly nice day. Yeah, and like he he was guarding Devontae a lot, and like he or not he had a, a fairly nice punch, first but, half, and then and yeah, Devontae kind of got him. But like a couple he times, wasn't but, he wasn't following him like too much. But like that's a that's a crazy big ask for a second year guy. Oh, yeah. And I think like he had some nice plays where. And I think it even like maybe I don't know if it was Roquan or one of their linebackers. Like there was a couple near picks where they almost could have could have made a really big play against mm-hmm. Rodgers, where Rodgers has shown this year, very uncharacteristic, where he'll throw a ball. I don't know if it's maybe just a little off with his placement, which like a you know, which he's human, mm-hmm. but it, he get he gets lucky sometimes, and that's every quarterback gets lucky, and like that's a part of football. Um, but the Bears yeah. just couldn't capitalize. They just they were always almost in the right spot but couldn't fully capitalize especially on defense yeah and we also we kind of talked about uh you know special teams issues kind of keeping me up at night the other problem that i've noticed with this packers team this year is slow starts mm-hmm. and that was kind of epitomized in this game they went three and out three times to start this game yeah. and the the trend that i've been noticing and this is kind of this isn't incredibly deep, but it seems like they're not running their scheme at the beginning of games. They're trying to take deep shots. They're trying to kind of test the offense or test the defense. They're not running the ball very well or very much. And once they kind of settle down, I mean, their first drive of the second half was the A.J. Dillon show. I mean, every mm-hmm. time he touched the ball, he's a walking five yard gain combined with play action and kind of scheming guys open in the flat and stuff like that. And I just, I look at it. I'm like, why, why don't we start with that? Cause it always seems to work down the line. And part of me thinks that it's, it's Rogers trying to kind of put on a show to start and he has to kind of calm down and get corralled later in the game and actually run Matt LaFleur's offense that Matt LaFleur wants to run because Oh, oh shit, we're losing to the Bears, you know? I, I'd also like to start a petition to, uh, can we please stop talking about Aaron Rodgers' toe? Like, it just, it's, it always comes up. Like, I, I don't know how much they talked, like, they I talked mean, about it it's at broken. length. It, but, like, at the same time, it's like, okay, like, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just, like, all we hear about it. Like, there's a new story, like, a story about it today that came across, like, talking well, about, like, that, oh, where yeah, Rodgers comes out and says, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, it hurts. I'm just going to keep pl- it's, but okay. It's like, okay, it hurts. Like I just, it, it, he's not sitting I mean, out. To, he's not missing a, time to a certain degree. I, I kind of agree where it's like, it's, it doesn't seem to be affecting his performance. It's no. just, it hurts. And it's so, just, it's just really funny. Like it's being made up to being like, he's really playing through this big injury, but like, yes, it's, I I'm sure it's painful, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's a broken, like little toe. Like, and and if anyone get away yeah. with it, it's Rodgers because he never steps into it in plants. Like on his, he's always throwing it off platform or off his back foot. Like he's really, like it's. I it think it's really time we ask: Is Aaron Rodgers better with a broken toe? Well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, we'll, I, I I I vote to break his toes, and we'll uh, help this hypothesis. Well, we have to see test each each out. toe individually. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I am willing. I am willing to break his other nine toes. And then he borrows our location. More. You know, no, he only specializes in collarbones. 
Um, uh, yeah, but that's when he had the calf injury. He milked it for the entire season. He's gonna milk the. He was he was doing he it, was doing no huddles and like here, hopping up the field and shit. What I'm that thinking was awesome. is it, it's planting the seed in case something doesn't go right in January. Mm. It's just planting it so you can always be like, hey, you know, it was that toe. It just came up. It fi- flared up on me. Yeah, and, that's what and I. Think. I yeah, and for the chest. past couple of years, Mike Zimmer has been planting the seed that one of his fucking eyes doesn't work. It, I, he I literally think that, yeah. had surgery and did have he had an eye patch. He yeah, lost was, his eye. It was Runner's awesome. He should bring in that danger back. Danger of losing a toe. And I thought they wouldn't fire him. If he put I'm the sorry. Eye patch back an on eye and a toe. Like it's not even close. Like what? But but a toe. The pinky toe. Eye toe plus COVID. Huh? No, huh? that's yeah. that's that's his choice, man. His <laughs> his homeopathic ways are not working. <laughs> Just, well, no, yeah, um, I, I don't know, but I I I think that uh, I think that if you weren't a Vikings fan, you'd have a lot more sympathy for his toe. Let's put it no, way. I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't give a shit anymore about his toe. Like Rex Ryan is licking his chops over there, but like I don't think he's don't into care. broken toes. Oh, he's into all sorts of toes, dude. <laughs> that's that's gross. <laughs> I don't like that. Have you that. seen it? Oh, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's all I had about this game. Um, <laughs> the Bears are the Bears. Uh, there's not there's not much else to say, really. You know, I'm just you, glad the teams Nagy, are supposed to beat. I'm just glad Nagy has not been fired. I'm glad that he was, had some fun. I He's was on record waiting, as having fun. I, w- I was just waiting for him to get fired, and then it becomes an interim situation, like last year with. If, uh, if he gets fired the right before the uh, the Bears play the Vikings, you guys will yeah, lose that game. Exactly. That's why I'm head like, coaches I always glad. Win. I know. That's why I'm so glad he was not fired. And like, it, it was a close enough game where it didn't warrant it. Like, I guess, like, great. Um, yeah, that, that first half saved him for a few more weeks, so I can still have some hope. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's it's not all lost, and it's a long way till Monday. So, all right, let's let's move on. Um, did you want to talk a little bit about uh, Bills Bucks? I know we highlighted it last week. I don't know if you saw or watched um, any bit of this game. I kind of have Bills Bucks in my segments. Okay. Um, uh, what about then Rams Cardinals? Rams Cardinals, I do not. Now that said, okay. I did not have a chance to actually sit down and watch most of this game. I was seeing the highlights, and it looks like I missed out. Uh, yeah. I mean, this one was uh, the Cooper Cup show as it continues. Um, basically just does whatever he wants. Odell had a nice day. Um, and this is something that like, it keeps coming out. Matthew Stafford, he had a great day, but he is also behind Here it is. the highest graded Come offensive on. line in the league. It is. There it's it is. Absurd, dude, it is absurd. The Matt way- Stafford's good day doesn't count because his offensive line is no, it, good. It does count. But they're not even in top five passing offense, and they have the best offensive line, pass blocking offensive line in the NFL. And it's like, I I don't know. Like he was a, he had a great day, but it's like any NFL quarterback will if they have all damn day to throw. Like come on, <laughs> any of guys like Cooper Cup, come on. <laughs> he threw for two eighty seven and three touchdowns. I mean, I have been on record as saying, you know okay, we need to come down on Matt Stafford when he throws pick sixes in back-to-back-to-back games or when he doesn't play well. He played no. really well. He it, plays better ball, than Kyler Murray. Threw, the ball he threw to Van Jefferson was a great ball, the 52-yard one. Bananas that was, throw. That was, that, was, that was great. It's still, you know, it. I, I just think, like, he's been doing that this whole time, and it just, I don't know. I 
I it's think the that you're looking goggles with your, your narrative. You are looking for for like stats to fit, or you're looking for a narrative to fit your heart is what you're doing. There's, it's <laughs> you're not just trying to I find a way pointing to out, hate. Like I am pointing out that he is behind the best pass blocking offensive line in the NFL, do far you, and away. Do you far know who? Uh, do you know who Matt Stafford played much better than this week? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. No, Aaron Rodgers had four <laughs> touchdowns and more yards. Uh, he played much better than Kirk Cousins. But but he had a higher QBR. He probably had a higher PFF grade than Aaron Rodgers. So oh, I, I, I'm not privy to the PFF grades. I find those out much later when I need to for a Twitter argument. But anyway, that's I, I don't know. I just I think that this was I mean, this was a huge get right game for the Rams. And I think I, I would you like to give me some credit? Because last week we were talking about this game on the preview, and I said, "Do you know how I know the Rams are going to win? Because uh, I think how? they're going to get killed." And I was right about being wrong. Um, so I, I think, I think you need to apologize or just give me credit at least for for being spot I, I, on. I just in my offense. I mean, you had a fifty-fifty chance, and so that's you're you. You continue to be great. No, no, at being bad at predictions because you that continue to be great at being that, bad. That prediction is the best kind of prediction because if the Rams win like they did, I get to say I was right about being wrong. If <laughs> if they lose, I get to say that I was right, and then it was, and, it and was then the I just forget the part year. where I said I was going to be wrong. It was, it was the same thing last year with Tom Brady being washed, and he washed his way all the way to a Super Bowl title. He's dry <laughs> and cleaned. <laughs> All right, he he um, he was he so was washed. Turns out, I, I want to point out Matthew Stafford, his game against the against the Rams or against the Cardinals. He threw two eighty seven, three touchdowns, uh, mm-hmm. no interceptions. Kirk Cousins against the Cardinals, two forty four, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Like I, I so don't know. Not, it's I'm not a, I'm not a math major, but uh, but I think I think Stafford had more yards there. Because so. if yards are the end all be all, then Derek Carr is like the greatest quarterback. Like <laughs> yards I mean, don't t- like. Yes. What do you mean? Derek Carr is the goat. Um, I I mean I oiled just, arms. I I so you're saying that in a in a vacuum you would rather have Kirk than Matt Stafford. No, that's not what the, that's not what we're talking about. Wait, I'm so, just saying. So you, you look at their quarterbacks. You would no, rather saying, have Stafford. No, you look at their quarterbacks as a whole. You set, you put them together. I have they are far and away. They are far and away more close or more similar than anyone in the media will tell you to believe. Like that is, it's a hundred percent factual. Like you look up all of their numbers, they are identical. Or Kirk has a little better. Like it, it's, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's just, it's just narrative driven media. Like that's what it is. They just okay. pick a guy and they have you know, a specific story about them. That's well, my how, issue with Matthew Stafford. How about the other side of the ball? Kyler Murray, 383 yards, thumbs up, uh, two interceptions, thumbs That's down. Bad. That's, That's bad. That's quite bad. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I he, value he was a bad lot Kyler more. in this game. Yeah. Like he had some, some plays where like, I don't know. He just, yes, he's missed some time, but he just wasn't, himself and deandre hopkins wasn't himself and it did find out deandre hopkins is shut down now for the rest of the regular season um so maybe that's a reason why he didn't play so great um i mean he, he hasn't know. been playing great he's been hurt or underwhelming he hasn't had, he hasn't had like a single hundred yard weeks. game he hasn't yeah. had a single hundred yard game this season and i just think everyone was so quick to anoint kyler murray as the the 
MVP early on. And he just has too many like fuck it throws. And he just kind of, you know, he gets away with a lot of them because of his mobility and because he's, he's just short. so, so shifty. Um, yeah. Little I guy. just, I don't know. Like he has, his receivers make great plays and I, I think he's a great quarterback or he can be a great quarterback, but he's not there yet. I mean, it's early for him. It's only his what, third year. So I just, yeah. And the most important part of this game is that the, uh, you know, the Cardinals lost, which means the Packers are the number one team in the, what is it? The NFL? Yeah, it's the NFL. They're the number one team in the entire league. There's still four games to play. Yeah, but if they win all four games, they're going to remain guess, like, the number one really, team. That's not really... I feel like that's not saying a ton because the AFC kind of like it's not saying a ton. No, I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying when you say, say the whole NFL. I'm saying when you say the it's whole NFL, the like, most you can do. I'm talking about when you say the whole NFL, like it's this massive thing. Like the AFC has been eating each other. Like there's a reason they're all muddled at like yeah, but they're like separated by like two you games. Can't, you can't get higher than than the first team. <laughs> Like the, they're on tiebreakers on tiebreakers on tiebreakers. Yeah, they're still number one. You can't get any higher. I'm just saying the playoffs have not started yet, so there's still a lot of games left, Kevin. But yes, yeah, and right you, now you, the Packers are the number one seed yeah, again. You guys had to fucking week. win last week, so the division isn't mathematically over yet, which is so. Oh annoying. no, you guys are you guys are winning the division, which I had. No, but I'm saying year. mathematically, it's still technically alive. Correct. Correct. Yeah, you guys could lose out. And yeah. we could win out and we win the division. <laughs> Which means I have to keep sitting on my fucking Bubba tweet. Anyway, um, yeah, that's Again, I don't that's really have anything much. else to like, say. You trying to dunk on Bubba. Like, that's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that probably says more about me, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to segments. Uh, performance of the week. Um, why don't you go first? This week. All right, my performance of the week this week is... Uh, it's going to go to a guy that uh, we haven't really talked about a ton. And it's partly to hype up this coming Thursday. But uh, Justin Herbert is quietly having a really nice kind of season. He he started a little bit slow, but he threw three touchdowns without his number one wide receiver. And there were some questions early in the season about, you know, kind of was last season with Justin Herbert a mirage and it wasn't he's good and he's going to be good he's the future of that organization so he gets my performance of the week not insane numbers he didn't break 300 yards or anything like that but he did it without uh kian allen which is pretty significant i just love now like the threshold for insane you have to throw over 300 it's like I like mean, field, there were like tons of guys that did throw for three. Like if they if they keep getting the yeah. ball around midfield, it's really hard to throw over three hundred yards. Yeah, and I'm not holding like, that against him, but it, you know, know that's but, just there were tons of guys out there that threw for more yards this week. But I'm still gonna. I will him. say there was a, there was a throw that he made the touchdown. Um, Russell Wilson had like the exact same throw and like catch. It was yep. it was weird. It was like a we're in a simulation, and it got zero publicity about it because just because look where the seahawks are well and also know? russ does that shit all the time like yeah, that's kind of like, his thing yeah i just thought it was really funny like but justin herbert he's very good um he hasn't he seems like a, a nice boy too I, I think i think he i think he's a very polite guy you know i, I can <laughs> yeah. i can root for him without uh 
Actually, I, I say that he's gonna he's gonna Deshaun Watson himself next week or something now. But oh god, for the time being, he's a very nice Jesus boy. God, that went dark. 20, Twenty-two <laughs> lawsuits incoming on Justin Herbert. Yikes! That's why he, he cut his hair. He's like, they won't recognize me. If, if that if out. that happens next week, I I will officially have superpowers. You you'd be like the worst. Yeah, like just just. I just ruin things. Yeah. Yeah. You just, just ruin everything. (laughs) Um, all right. My performance of the week, we talked about a little bit, uh, giving it to Dalvin cook and partly also to the Minnesota offensive line. Did, I mean, 20, I, I did not expect this at all. Like, I believe you were quoted in our fantasy football group chat as saying, He's just a decoy. He's a really um, good decoy. You know, like he's uh, the yeah, best that, decoy I've ever that, seen. You know, the old decoy play of going for 205, two touchdowns. Yeah. Set a franchise record for most rushing yards in the first half. Um, okay, well, if I we're going to do it this way, then my performance of the week is Aaron Rodgers. I I, I mean, you look week. at the rest of it, like, I don't know. Like, that was, that was the performance that stood out to me. And it's also, we picked the FedEx air and ground players of the week. So Justin Herbert was announced yeah. the air player and Dalvin cook announced the ground. So I'm going to tell you a yeah. secret every week. I pick the FedEx player of the week. Oh God. <laughs> your, your formula. Um, <laughs> all right. Nathan Peterman award. Um, I'm going to go just because we again, talked about this a little bit. Uh, it's going to go to celebrating too early. So Robert Quinn on the bears oh, yes. and the entire Raiders team. Uh, they all met before the game at midfield at Kansas city on the logo and they all started jumping up and down, hyping themselves up to uh, then go on and just get absolutely boat race 48 to nine. Um, I, I don't understand why people still go to logos. It's never uh, gone. Well, no, I just, there have like, been like revenge logo outings with like the, I think the Titans or somebody that like Ravens. after Titans, Ra- Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like that was that was in response to another logo incident. But like, other than it just, that, it never it never on. works. No. It's just like why? Why? It's called just the Jewish principle. Oh, it's just terrible. So yeah, that's my Nathan Peterman award. That's nice. Uh, my Nathan Peterman award. I've had kind of a running joke this season that a certain first overall pick is a bust, and it's just slowly been less and less of a joke. Trevor Lawrence has thrown one touchdown in the last six weeks. This week, he went 24 of 40 for 221 and not one, not two, not three, but four interceptions. Yeah. And obviously part of this has to be the Jaguars. A part of this has to be Urban Meyer. But there are other quarterbacks out there. Justin Fields isn't throwing four interceptions in a game and no touchdowns. Like there's something going on and, you know, I guess I don't want to throw the bust label on him permanently because my history of throwing labels on quarterbacks is not <laughs> stellar. It backfired but, wildly. But holy <laughs> shit, is he flirting with it? And if, I mean, he comes out next season at this point is what we kind of have to start looking towards. And yeah. this doesn't get better fast. We're going to be in bust territory. I, I always just like to restrain. Like, I don't know. I mean, I just want to see him without the clusterfuck that is Jacksonville right now. Like they are just well, urban Meyer's a winner. So it can't. Yeah. Be. yeah. Well, winner in college, I guess. And he's a, um, he's a winner when he has all the best players. Did you guys yeah, see I, that, I, the new urban Meyer thing today? I have a, co- I have a quote. It? That's it. That's coming up. I'll, I'm going to talk oh, about yeah. it. It's, in, okay. my, it's right. in my stock down. So 
It's, it's coming. Hang on. Stock keeps going down. I, just, on Urban. I can't contain my excitement for Urban Meyer. I know. It's, 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 I saw that today. Oh my gosh. Um, all right. Let's go to stock up, stock down. Uh, my stock up this week is just chaos. And that's just going to be about how playoff races are just ridiculously close, not only for divisions, but for seeding. We have three teams in the AFC that are tied at nine and four, two more at eight and five. Uh, a couple of, or like we have a total of, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five teams at seven and six, and a six and six and one team. And then you still have like the Dolphins and Raiders at six and seven. There are 13 teams that are technically, they're all still in it. And then you flip over to the still NFC. very much in it. Yeah. You have three teams tied at 10 and three. Uh, you have two more at nine and four, seven and six. And then, a, then you have five or four more teams. At, uh, no, five more teams at six and seven. It's just, I, it's just going to be bananas. No team is clinched yet, which is crazy to say. Going into week fifteen, no team has clinched the playoffs yet. That's yeah. wild. And I think part of this too. This kind of goes along with my stock up. My stock up is uh, implications because we're getting into <laughs> implication season, mm-hmm. and. This is the time of year where we're talking about playoff implications. We're talking about seeding implications. And with the really bad teams, we're talking about draft pick implications. Everything is setting up for what's coming next. And so yeah. you're going to be hearing that word thrown around quite a bit, especially with all these you know interdivisional matchups coming up in the next couple of weeks here. And hopefully a lot of this playoff seeding gets sorted out. But I just want everyone to know it's all about the implication. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I I have no idea what's going to happen, and it's great. And also, like it goes with the parody. Like even when you get into the playoffs, you could make an argument that any of the seven seeds can make a run. Like they're that close. Like there's yeah, just if, games if that if are. If you're just... a Vikings fan, you have to make that argument to yourself. You don't have a choice. Okay, well, we literally are one and zero against you. Like, you, like I don't understand. <laughs> you don't want us to be bad. Then it looks yeah, the worse. Saints for you. are one and zero against us. I mean. <laughs> And yet they're still in the hunt. Like, it's just, so are you guys? <laughs> their their quarterbacks also like died. You know, Jameis is not is not there, and well, Kamara has been obviously you you can't replace uh, a Hall of Famer like Jameis Winston. Try as they might with Taysom, but <laughs> he looked pretty good week one. So, and when he was in there, he looked fine. Like it wasn't like anything special. Yeah, he, he but... threw like four touchdowns and had like fifty yards. <laughs> it was the yeah. weirdest stat line in the world. Because they kept getting great field position. That's yeah. that's what it comes mm. down to. Mm. Yeah, and also but... without Kamara, like I, they're weird this year. So, um, oh, very weird team. Uh, all right, stock down. Here it is. Urban Meyer gets my stock down. Oh boy! Just because a for calling his entire staff that he chose losers and he's a winner um they continue to lose making a guy like marvin jones who is one of the most like agreeable soft-spoken people put up with a lot of shit in detroit didn't say a word come out Mar- and almost come marvin jones noted diva <laughs> yeah come to almost like to the screaming yelling match in practice with urban meyer um james robinson just wanting like needing to get benched and never played because I guess Urban Meyer doesn't like him. And then you have Josh Lambeau, the news today, their kicker, where he said that Urban Meyer kicked him for not making kicks in practice. And he quotes, <laughs> wait, wait certain- a minute, wait a minute. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, physically kicked him. And here's, here's Josh Lambeau's quote. 
It certainly wasn't as hard as he could have done it, but it certainly wasn't a love tap, Lambeau said. Truthfully, I register it as a five out of ten, <laughs> which in the workplace, I don't care if it's football or not. The boss can't strike an employee. And I for and for a second, I couldn't believe it actually happened. Pardon my vulgarity, I said. He says this to Urban Meyer. Don't you ever fucking kick me again. And his response was, I'm the head coach. I'll kick whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> like, I'll kick you whenever the fuck I want. Like, oh my word. So, so like, he just, so he just kick him once? He, he kicked him because he couldn't make a kick. He wasn't making kicks. But like, in so practice. He, just, he just like, he just walked out like, where did he kick him? I don't know. Like, he just like walked the leg. Up. I think it was Probably the back of the leg. Back of the leg just comes up behind and just and kicks him. It's like <laughs> he is just so much asking to get fired and go back to college. I'm it surprised like he hasn't. He's, it seems like he's doing it on purpose at this point. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised. Like, he what, hasn't, what if I start striking them? He's like, what else do I have to do? Like, what the hell? Like, do I have to go assault the owner? Like, what the hell? And I just... Ne- next week, we're going to hear... He he missed a kick in practice, and Urban Meyer's like, all right, I can't kick him anymore. And he just walks up behind him and starts kind of getting a little bit of a feel, as Urban Meyer is known to do. Yeah. yeah. So that's my knockdown. Wow, that blows mine out of the fucking water. <laughs> uh, well, my stock down, and we kind of alluded to it, uh, my stock down is circles because the Buffalo Bills tried to circle those wagons this week and uh, it didn't work. They lost to the Buccaneers in overtime. Almost kept off a phenomenal comeback. A too. furious comeback. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen, Josh Allen was running back and turf toe. Well, that's yeah. that's where I my stock down about the Bills more generally. Last year, they got away with not being able to run the ball at all. And that's not happening this year. They ran over 100 yards. They are severely limited as an offense. Yeah, but there's a difference between a running quarterback and an actual schemed up traditional running attack. And it it just. But like they are, there are like schemed runs. Like you get like their play designs. Like he gets the ball and he runs. It's a a design. But it's not the same thing. And it beats up your quarterback, who is the conduit through which the other half of your offense runs. And, you know, Josh Allen is mobile and pretty good at running. He's not Lamar Jackson, though. He's not like one of these guys, like a Kyler Murray or a Lamar, who's like really, really good at it. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is kind of the, uh, the the adoption of the too high shell look on a lot of defenses this season, which has been prevalent the whole season. It's God, a kind like of defense. It's unbelievable. It's a Tampa two. Like, oh my gosh, huh. what is this? It's like yeah. the Bucks won a Super Bowl in the, like 2000. But, with this. but it's, it's, it's come back it's into new. vogue this season. Yeah. And it's basically a dare you to run defense where there's light boxes and yeah. the bills can't really take advantage of that because they can't effectively run the football. And I think that's mm-hmm. a big part of why their offense looks kind of shitty this year. And if they don't find a way to fix that, maybe they make the playoffs at this point. That's not even a guarantee. And yeah. if they do, they're probably going to be in trouble. Yeah. They're currently the seventh seed right now. And you know, I uh, pulling up their their schedule. They, uh, I believe, they still have got the Patriots on deck. Uh, that's not for a couple of weeks, though. Um, looks like they have the Panthers this week, then the Patriots, Falcons, and Jets. So, so they can theoretically they can win three of those four at least. Theoretically, they should have three for sure wins. 
Um, yeah. And even then I like them against the Patriots unless God doesn't and chooses to have a crazy weather day again. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. He can hear you. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, so that's that's my stock down is the Bills. Bills got problems. All right, let's uh, let's go to a week 15 preview. Uh, we let's start with the Packers. Packers go to Baltimore. Um, Packers go to Baltimore. Yeah. And the big story about Lamar this list. game. Yeah. Is that it's not about the Packers. It's that Lamar, they said it's a, it's an ankle, right? He's, yeah, he's got ankle. some sort of ankle injury that he sustained, knocked him out of the game last week. Um, you know, it, it, during the game and he didn't come mm-hmm. back in. And I think everything I've heard so far is that he will play, but I mean, that could change that, you know, isn't something that you can really hang your hat on. At least at this point in the week, he has been practicing, I think in a limited capacity. Mm-hmm. So if he is out there, I'd expect him to probably be a little bit less mobile than he usually is. Um, and that's huge because this Ravens offense he is the linchpin for it where, you know, their running backs are okay. They're both pretty old um, and not very scary. Um, And their receivers inconsistent. I think the most consistent guy you're looking at is Mark Andrews. Um, And none of that matters if it's not Lamar, because the Ravens are so weird too, because their backup quarterback is like, it's like Walmart Lamar. Which is just so funny that they're just like he almost he almost had the comeback too. Yeah, like he almost pulled it off against he's, against the Bengals. He's not like terrible, but he barely beat the Bears the last time he got a start. So I wouldn't say I'm worried about him. So on that side of the ball, I I would expect the Packers to have a decent game. I mean, the defense has looked good. They looked really bad. They had probably their worst half since Week One last week mm-hmm. in the first half. Uh, but they kind of tightened that up. And for the most part, they've been looking pretty good the last few weeks. Um, so I wouldn't be as worried about that part. I don't really have a good beat on how good the Ravens defense is this year. Well, they've just been just, you know, destroyed by injuries. Yeah, so they, they got that's a big Peters and uh, who's the other one? It's out. Uh, Marlon oh, Humphrey. Humphrey. Yeah. yeah, Humphrey. And yeah. so with both of those guys out, you know, you probably expect – Big Devontae Adams day, you know, go figure. We've never seen one of those before. Um, and this is kind of shaping up to be another one of those games that, well, I think the Ravens are better than the Bears. It's still a game that you should win if you're a contender. Yeah. It's still a game, especially with the hobbled Lamar. Even on the yeah. road, you should go in there and you should take care of your business. What do you think the line is on this game? Um, It's in Baltimore. I'm going to say like... Ravens minus one Packers minus five and a half. Whoa. Yeah. Over under 43 and a half. So I wonder if that's based on not knowing if Lamar is going to play or not. And I'm sure some of that change there. So, but I don't know. I think this is a game that the Ravens, I not, I don't want to say fraudulent, but they've been not very as as up record. and down this year they're yeah. not as good as the record says so i think that's yeah without a without worry. a furious comeback against the vikings it, the ravens are kind of the same as the steelers they can like be dead for a whole half of a game and then come back and put up a ton of points in the second half so i don't yeah. know they're dangerous but they're inconsistent 
Um, and then on Monday night, we have the Vikings traveling to Soldier Field to take on the Chicago Bears. Um, this is one where we need to sweep the Bears, which, you know, we we went down there and played them last year, Monday night, and we won. And so I, I it's not, you know, I it's not something that I'm terrified of. Like, it's, it's a division game, so I'm honestly going to be a little more, like, on edge or a little more cautious with how I'm feeling about it. Um, but I, I don't know, like we, I, I firmly believe that we're the better team on every side of the ball. It's because um, you are, but you're going to yeah. lose this week. And do you know why? <laughs> why? Because you won in dramatic fashion last week. No, that's, that's uh, not the, the same. Uh, thing. That's, is it, that's where, where is it? Is it in Soldier Field? I don't remember. Yeah. It's yeah. In Soldier okay. Field. Yeah. yeah. No, you guys are fucked. It's over. <laughs> hey, the wind and is I'm, And I'm always wrong about this stuff. So. <laughs> I play both I mean, sides. That way I always end up on top. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, so it's something that if if we can just keep humming along on offense like we did in the first half uh, against against the Steelers and continue to stay aggressive on defense like we did in the first half and not what we did in the second half, I feel good about it. I think Justin Fields will you know, have some mistakes. Mike Zimmer has always shown that he's very good against rookie quarterbacks. Um, you know, I think he's going to come with some – very interesting fronts like he always does, and we'll, we'll see. I think it's um, going to be a uh, big Wayne Gallman game. Your newest <laughs> no, running back. I, I think I think that's a you know a, a safety net because yeah. Dalvin should be good to go. And um, Alexander Madison on the COVID list. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so uh, I don't know. What do you think the line is on this one? The line on this one is going to be Vikings minus three. Vikings minus three and a half. So yep, there we uh, go. over under set at 44. You know, we'll see. Um, I don't know. Are you worried that Matt Nagy's going to have too much fun? I hope not. I hope he doesn't have any fun at all. <laughs> um, I would just love it. Like if we could just have a game where I can just be like, Oh wow. Nice. Look at that. And like by halftime, I can just kind of like last week I thought I was going to get and just kind of coast to a see, win. But, just put but the worst away. part of that away. is that, even if they do that, you're not going to believe it for like three and a half quarters. So there really yeah. is no way for you to have a relaxing game at this point. Yeah. Um, I will say the, the, uh, the win probability last week, I don't think when we got out to the lead, even during the, the Steelers comeback, I don't think it ever got less than 85% Vikings win. Like it was, the probability was still, I can't, I can't possibly be right. Let's, uh, yeah. let's, let's fact check this. Well, that's what I, I was seeing during it. I don't know, at least at the time. It's going to take me a minute, so keep talking about something. Uh, I can actually tell you right here. Um, yeah, like you can you can pull it up. Like the 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 less the worst it got, eighty two percent, eighty two percent. When they were down by eight, we were still favored to win eighty two percent. That was with three thirty five yeah. left in the fourth. Well, so my win got percentage got much much lower than eighty five percent. My own personal and my oh, all of ours were. I, I was like, this is we're <laughs> I was probably on the other side. I was probably like, Steelers are gonna win this game. Like they're favored. I don't mm-hmm. know how I feel about it. We're up by nine or eight, it didn't matter. Um it's a great game. You should do that every yeah. week. And then another one just to keep an eye on is the Thursday night game. Uh that's happening today. If you're listening to this when this goes on, we talked about it. It's the Chiefs and Chargers. This is huge for the division. Um Chiefs going to LA taking on the chargers 
I'm really interested to see what offense the Chiefs come out with. Like, because the Chargers have been known to give up yards and points. So we'll see. Yeah. And this is one of those games. It's a division game and it's kind of, it's the big brother, little brother. And we saw last week, uh, the Chiefs' other little brother, the Las Vegas Raiders, get absolutely boat raced. Yeah. Uh, that final score isn't even indicative of how one sided that matchup no. was. They yeah. literally crossed midfield, I think. Like got to midfield only like twice and yeah. like I or three times, and that's including their before the game. Like it was just it was bad. The, 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 Chiefs, yeah, the Chiefs defense is on a heater. Chiefs seem to be rolling at the moment. So we'll see if primetime uh Justin Herbie over there can put a stop to that. Yeah. All right, let's go to our uh, two minute drill. We're gonna do it differently this week. We're gonna have Jake involved in the two minute drill this time. We all are gonna ask three questions. We're gonna kind of go around the circle here. And I'm gonna this week I'm gonna ask Kevin my questions. He's gonna ask Jake, and then Jake's gonna ask me. Uh, and we're okay. just gonna kind of rotate as I'm we glad go. you repeated that because I forgot how we were gonna yeah. go about it. Yeah. And so all right. Um I can start. So whenever Wait, should, should we is, try should we try to look at the person up and up and down and over? Whatever. Yeah. There we like, go. I mean yeah, if you want. Now. There we go. Yeah. All right. It's no, backwards for me though. To look at you, I have to it's, Yeah, I know I gotta look that way. That's annoying. It's a little bizarre. Right. Anyway, ready, set, go. All right, Kevin. Who is the best team in the AFC North? In the AFC North, the best team is the Bengals. Whoa. All right. Yep. That's it's <laughs> the truth hurts. <laughs> All right, Jake. Uh should we send Cam Newton to a farm upstate? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh no, because he played better than DJ Walker. Uh, I mean I thought, I thought low bar, but you're not wrong. Yeah. The bar for that is like here. <laughs> you know? Hey, PJ Walker, XFL. Give me I, I think the fact PJ that Walker, comparing him to PJ, PJ Walker, Walker is yes. him before though. Like they are they one and one now? I think they're even. I think we send them both to the farm. Match. Yeah. All right, Adam. Uh Vikings schedule the rest of the way. Bears, Rams, Packers, Bears. How do they finish? Uh the next we go, I'm gonna say three and one um in that, and we end nine and eight. So I, I'm not gonna Stafford's disclose gonna fuck you up so bad. I, I'm not gonna disclose. How do you know that's not the loss? It might be. I don't know. I'm just saying yeah, it's gonna be I'm, fun when that you know, happens. So three and one. Uh all right. Kevin, my second one, who's the best team in the NFC West? Uh, the best team in the NFC West, especially in light of the uh, DeAndre Hopkins news, is probably the Rams. Ooh. Uh, and I think, you know, we kind of, I don't they're hard to predict, though, because every time you think you know what's going on with the NFC West, the, the opposite outcome happens when they play each and other. Stafford very, has a terrible game. They're a very crazy division. And... Yeah, and it, it, Aaron Donald stops being a bitch for one game. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, but I'd say the Rams right now. He's the highest graded defensive lineman. <laughs> like yeah, he has been forever. That doesn't that doesn't help my argument, so I don't care. No, especially you with your PFF grades. Yeah, but it it's no longer it doesn't matter to me. Oh, okay. uh, all right, Jake. Would Big Ben be effective with a better offensive line? He actually put up numbers last week, but his offensive line is very bad. Uh yes, because see, being a Vikings fan, I see it a lot with our offensive line mm-hmm. and Kirk Cousins. So when ours is bad, Kirk usually, well, he's been playing very good this year, but normally 
but gets usually. a little disrupt. No, mm-hmm. usually. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Big Ben. If he had a better offensive line, would be better. But man, he still would look old. Would he like be? Every... Would he be like top twelve? No. Okay. No. Every quarterback would be better with a better offensive line. Like even the yeah, best but would offensive he be, line. Would he be like a better offensive line? I, no, I didn't say better. I said would he be like effective? And so it sounds like the answer is kind oh, he, of. He's effective. It's only for one quarter. It could be come in the first, come in the second, come in the third, could come in the fourth. You don't know. You just hope mm-hmm. the damage isn't too bad. Mm-hmm. The only quarterback that wouldn't benefit from a good offensive line is Dante Culpepper because he just rolled out every time. It didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Adam. Uh, which NFC team right now that's in the playoffs is most in danger to drop out? Uh, I mean, it has to be the the football team, right? Like they're technically yeah. in right now. I would, ha- I'd say them just, just because like Taylor Heineke is, yeah, he's a good, like, it's a fun story. He's a good placeholder, but like there's so many problems with that. And their defense is really hit or miss. Scary um, Terry also died this week. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Scary Terry had a concussion. Antonio Gibson can just have days where they just forget about him. And I, they're just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see them staying in the seven. I think he, whether it's the Vikings, the Eagles, hell, even the saints getting in there. I just, I don't know. I think I don't have any confidence really in them staying in. So I'd say the football team. All right. Uh, Kevin, my last one. Which team gets the this is actually very very fitting? Which team gets the final playoff spot in the NFC and what's their record at the end of the year? All right. Well, I do happen to have the playoff machine open in a different tab. So I'll tell you who's gonna get the seventh seed. <laughs> um the Saints at nine wow. and eight. Okay. I don't like that you made me say that on the record because now it's wrong. <laughs> I need to, need to make some adjustments to That's my, why I wanted to ask my formula. Ask questions to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you heard the answer. That's what's going to be. Right. Taste them, nice. go and get you. Jake, last question. Uh, fuck Mary Kill, Urban Meyer, Pete Carroll, Matt Nagy. Oh, man. <laughs> um, ooh. I feel like, well, Urban Meyer is, we, we've seen video. Uh-huh. That, you know, he knows how to use with, his hands. Very good with the fingers. Yeah. So, feel like he's a good, he'd be a good lover. Um, so then, oh, I'm going to kill Matt Nagy. Yeah. 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 No, At, oh, but his quotes are funny. Nah, killing him. Um, and then, um, yeah, Pete Carroll. Sure. Pete Mary Pete Carroll. He's, he's the to oldest. Finance the, and the and he's the oldest dude. Like he's, uh, oh, yeah, it's true. true. Oh, broke at some point. That's and smart. then you're like, and you know, you get all that. You're like, all right, sweet. It'd be a widow. Love you know, it. it's the shortest <laughs> engagement or shortest, uh, you know, situation there. I think that's the right I, answers. I, I forgot where we are. How, how many questions do you have left? Uh, Jake just we're, we're getting close to two minutes. <laughs> I think right, we just last, got one more. Last question. Um, Adam, who is your MVP right now? It has to be Tom Brady. Um, I just, I don't know. Like they're every time that someone comes up for a little bit, they fizzle out and Tom's just been the most consistent. And I just, I think he has the narrative, which is a big part of the MVP. Like there's a reason they don't give it to the same person, like back to back to back to, you know, if, if they ball out, like it, a lot of it, they like to give that award to the storyline. And I think him being 45 years old and, and all this kind of stuff, like, I don't know, they're going to eat that shit up and he has the numbers to back it up. 
Um, you, know, you know how you know it's Tom Brady? Because even how? I think it's probably Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, there's just no one close enough number-wise that you can make an argument for that hasn't won before. You know, like, that's a big thing where they say, like, oh, well, they haven't won yet. So, you know, you can mm-hmm. make that argument there. And doesn't have that. I think... Russell Wilson's think, never gotten a single MVP vote. Which, like, I don't know. Like, He's the MVP okay. of rehab. I think uh, I think Josh Allen, he's just he's made too many mistakes, like the eleven interceptions, um, losing you know, to the Jaguars, losing the Jaguars, and I think like if he were to rattle off like a crazy stat line over the next four weeks here, because he's he's behind Tom by eight touchdowns, only one more interception, uh, but six hundred less yards, and obviously you know less wins. I think if he were to go bananas the rest of the season could just because he hasn't won before um, has the rushing numbers and, you know, surging into the playoffs. So I don't know. We'll see. And it all really depends how they do in the playoffs because the award isn't announced until the week before the Super Bowl. So that's, they, they do, they say they don't take playoffs into account, but like if a quarterback gets out right away in the first round, that kind of hurts their case. Like if the bucks get bounced right away, I don't know. It's not going to help. And if the bills make a deep playoff run, so I'll say Tom Brady now with a potential for others. So. And two minutes. Nice. It's like, it's like 10 minutes. We just continue to be on like just perfect with the two minute drill. So never, great. never not been perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, I think we're going to wrap it there. Um, <clears throat> well, thanks for listening to another episode, a third forever presented by 10,000 takes your other website at 10 K takes MN.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10 K takes, you can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever 10 K where we post links to our episodes each week, as well as memes, content, videos, highlights, anything during uh, the NFL week. Uh, you can also find links to all of our socials on there where we're a little more active, uh, throughout the week and a little more emotional, especially for some of us. So if you want to find us there, go for it. You're going to say it, then say it. (laughs) You can find Kevin more. So if you want to find emotional content, um, my emotion is anger and your emotion is sadness. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to find, if you want to find that it's different emotions. Um, so like I said, uh, find us on, on Twitter and TikTok there. Uh, I've been your host, Adam Oz. Join us always by my co-host, Kevin Ohm, and producer, Jake. Kevin, final words. Don't mock the belt. <laughs> <laughs>